Today we're having a conversation at the end of the first day of school. So it was an exciting start to this school year. We're talking to Superintendent David Smith and Deputy Superintendent Katie Minahan and just really breaking down what goes into the planning for a successful start to the school year and just some of the key things taking place here at the beginning of the year. All right, so let's start talking about first day of school. Lots of excitement in the air today. This is actually the end of the first day. So, David, we'll start with you. I know you visited several schools. Let's see what happened. How did it look to you? No, it was a really great day. Uh, it, it's pretty rewarding to see all the fruits of, of the efforts from everyone. Uh, but uh, lots of smiles on the faces, and uh, everybody was just in a good mood, very, very positive. So it's a phenomenal first day. And, you know, for you, this is year nine from the superintendent standpoint, correct, correct for yeah. first day. How would you kind of just think about that over nine years as far as, you know, as you look at that compared to today when you compare it to the past? You know, great question. Uh, I remember the first year I uh, hopped on a bus and did that for several years, and that really carried on a tradition uh, from my predecessors. But we stopped doing that because it was pretty limiting, couldn't meet too many folks. Sure. So, And I remember the first several years, uh, <clears throat> you know, uh, more nervous than I thought I mm-hmm. would be. And this year there was just a, a really great, um, I think, excitement and energy. Mm-hmm. Not anxious at all, but uh, sure. I just knew that the folks had planned and, and had prepared well and uh, just a lot of good energy, good vibes. So it, not – a typical day, but uh, sure. wasn't one that, uh, you know, oh, my gosh, is it going to be okay or not? It was and, and you know, a lot of confidence. It, well, and I agree with that. And I think, isn't it a testament to all of the individuals who have worked so hard? Because you and I happened to be together this morning at Vogel, and as we were leaving one of our elementary schools, we made the comment, it, almost, it, it was almost mind-boggling how smooth it went. It seemed like a normal day by the time we were leaving, and that was before 9 o'clock. Absolutely. I think it was about 8.22 I looked at my watch. The halls were clear. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody was in great shape. And, you know, I never, ever want to take that for granted because I know that that is really Definitely. the result of thousands of people working tirelessly to make certain that our kids had a great first yeah. day experience. And throughout the summer. I think some people Absolutely. maybe don't realize how much work goes in over the summer. Katie, let's look at it from your standpoint. So I know you're in contact with a lot of our individuals who are out providing direct support to schools. What kind of things were you hearing today and, and through your visits, too? Sure. So I would say through my visits and the visits of our um, directors of school support and all of our support staff, just really positive. Uh, I would echo what Dr. Smith says. Lots of happy families, lots of happy Mm -hmm. students, everybody really excited to get back to school. Um, And then really that sense of calm was really present in all of our schools. Kids were there. We were already starting to learn the first day. Kids were Mm -hmm. in their classrooms. Uh, Things went went very smoothly. And I think our schools, when I've talked to them, felt really supported in terms of we had done, um, it's been, it's always a process. We're always reflecting from each year. What can we do better? Where do we um, need to be in front of things? And so we've been um, talking about back to school for weeks now to ensure that things were prepared in terms of food, nutrition, transportation, facilities, that we were in a good place to start school. So fantastic. And you know, that's a great point you brought up because I get asked that question a lot too. Of course, you think of teachers in the classroom and, and no kidding aside, they are spending so much time working hard, but there are so many other areas, transportation, technology, food services. You're exactly right. It takes all of this to make this day go smoothly. You know, thinking about what Dr. Minahan said, we, this is my ninth year uh, doing this, this work that's such a blessing, but we do look at previous years. Mm-hmm. So where were some blimps? Where can we mm-hmm. improve? Uh, we just finished uh, a meeting 
about 45 minutes first day what uh, were some things that we sure. would like to get um, you know handled in a, in a better way and those were really very very few and far between mm-hmm. but you know I was thinking today when uh, talking to some of the the news agencies and you know Chromebooks for our middle mm-hmm. school kids uh, I think this is the third iteration mm-hmm. third different device that they've had and people just assume that you open up your Chromebook or your your, your netbook and that it will operate. But there are... It's like magic. There are hundreds of people working yes. behind the scenes, making certain that that happens. We are the largest um, entity that really uses the wireless platform. Most businesses have hard-wired mm-hmm. devices. Sure. Almost all of ours are wireless. Um, that's just one facet. Food service feeding 22,000 students. Uh, mm-hmm. We're the largest food service south of Indianapolis. Um, that just doesn't happen. And to route 17,000 kids, um, you know, it it truly is a testament to the work of thousands of people. Right. No, you're Especially exactly right. with a little bit of construction going on. <laughs> just a <laughs> yeah. little bit of construction. Road construction yeah. all, all over Vandenberg County, all over the city of Evansville. But that's a great point. Even that, so much planning has mm-hmm. taken place. And we're in communication with city officials and county officials mm-hmm. and local law enforcement as we all work together. Yeah, I want to shout out to local law enforcement. I was out visiting Definitely. 15 different locations today and saw law enforcement everywhere. What a great presence. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, new routines for everybody. When you put 23,000 kids on the road as well as 3,400 right. employees, that does change traffic patterns. But So just want to remind everybody to be mindful of, Definitely. of uh, the buses and students and new drivers going to school. Uh, but no, it was phenomenal. And then I think maybe the highlight of the day was visiting Ramp at America. Yeah, tell us a little more about that. That is certainly an exciting new program for people who haven't heard. It truly is. It's an extension of our opt-in initiative. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know kids are so much more than a test score. And what we have done is really taken a step back and say, okay, what is it that we need to do to make certain that our students are prepared post-high school? Because our goal isn't just to get kids graduated from high school. We want to make certain that students are successful in every phase of their life. So uh, like many states uh, that are really focused on accountability, mm-hmm. unfortunately, accountability tends to measure only one aspect of a child. We are truly trying to address the whole child. So we want to make certain that every student understands their aspirations, knows what they love, what mm-hmm. they're passionate about, understands the opportunities that are present in Evansville, Vandenberg County, be it a workforce, be it enrolling uh, in college, be enrolling in the military. Um, and I think the the innovative model that we have at RAMP with AmeriQual really does fit all of those buckets. Uh, we have close to 80 students that are out there. They're working mm-hmm. uh, at AmeriQual, and then they're completing their coursework for high school diplomas. And when you say working, that means earning money because they, they are absolutely they are. getting paid for their time that they're absolutely. working in the plant. Absolutely. And, you know, that is that is a program that is, I think, third of its kind in the nation, first of its kind, work-based learning in the state of Indiana. Right. So, I mean, this is something that is not being widely used, very innovative for us, and it really is through that opt-in partnership, AmeriQual, fantastic partner. I know you've really appreciated that. Absolutely. We could not do it without AmeriQual. They were the first one that stepped up. There are actually several businesses now that have said, hey, we'd like to partner with you also, mm-hmm. but we want to make sure that uh, – we get this right with uh, Ramp and AmeriQual, and then we'll see what the future holds. Yeah, and it did. It started today on day one. This was a huge project to pull off. 
And I know you visited there and, and said things were up and running really in an outstanding fashion for the first day. Absolutely. There were high school students that were working in AmeriQual uh, and right. then also students in the in the classroom. It was it was great. In fact, uh, Dr. Heron, who oversees RAMP, said it almost brought tears to his eyes mm-hmm. to see all of that come to fruition. Well, and you've even said these type of partnerships as we're part of this larger community we're not talking about just changing lives for maybe a student. You're talking about changing students' lives and maybe their families' lives and their kids. I mean, when you really create that trajectory, this is a this is a game changer for a lot of families. It is a game changer for generations to come. Sure. Uh, you know, we hear about drain, drain, brain drain. We hear that they're really nothing for students after they graduate from high school, and I am convinced that that is not the case. We just have to make certain that we invite businesses and and employers in so that our students know the opportunities that await them. So if they go away to college, then come back. Sure. Because Evansville is a phenomenal community. And I think one of the reasons why you don't see a program like Ramp around the country is that we don't have around the country the kind of employers that we have in Evansville that truly want to give back to the Mm -hmm. community that are invested in our community, and they're here to make it a better place, too. And it's almost a marriage made in heaven because we have businesses looking to fill openings. We have a future workforce. We're all in this together to make our community a better Absolutely. place. Absolutely. Katie, I wanted to turn back to you for a second. We've talked a lot about improvement. The RAMP program is a major initiative that is going to help us show improvement. This time of year, um, when we talk about school improvement, I know you and your team are focused on that. Tell us a bit about what does that look like when we talk about school improvement, school improvement plans, what our teams and schools are working on? Sure. So our school improvement plans are really the blueprint of what schools are going to be working on this year um, and, and each year. So they they are revised and then um, um, improved for the next year. So we spent time um, last week actually with teams from all of our schools coming mm-hmm. together to to work on their SIP for this year. So that meant doing a deep dive into data for their school from the last year to really look and see where are there places that we can make improvements at each building and kind of doing a beginning to do a root cause analysis to say, you know, if this data point or these couple of data points aren't really where we need them to be, or maybe they've um, experienced a dip. Let's see if we can dig into a root cause to why that might be, and then think about what's within our control at the school um, to put in place those strategies to make improvements. And so what was really phenomenal last week is we had people are on summer vacation, but Mm -hmm. they believe really strongly in the work um, of their school and how to make outcomes better for kids so our kids are successful. And so they came in over their summer break to sit as teams and really do a dive into their school profile, look at the data, um, think about what they can do, um, you know, to continuously improve in their building. And then we're coming back together in uh, two weeks to do kind of the next step. So thinking about, okay, we've arrived at this root cause. We think this is um, within the control of the school, um, things that we can make changes. And then let's think about what those strategies are. And then let's put in place an action plan. What are the things that we're going to do? And then what supports do we need? What supports do we need from central office? What support do do you need from, whether it's academics, whether it's um, assessment and research, uh, whether it's uh, social emotional learning, what supports do we need to help the school be able to actually implement that strategy and see um, improved outcomes? So we've uh, evolved our SIPs over time, and I feel in a really good place with our schools this year. And the right. and I and I feel that the teams were in really great places last week, and they had a chance to kind of dive in and think about the work. And when you're talking about school teams, of course, we have 40 schools. 
you're not talking about every school having the same plan for improvement because not every school has the same needs. Absolutely. Absolutely. Every school has their own plan. Their data looks different. Their school context is different. And so their leadership team or their school improvement team is coming together and really thinking specifically about what makes sense for that school. What do we see in the data? What are the strategies that make sense? And then let's go from there. And so then the supports they need are different because you're right. All 40 of our schools are different. Before we wrap up then, David, I want to kind of follow up something Katie is talking about when she's saying the district supporting the schools. That has truly been something we have evolved with over the years. Do you want to talk about that for a second from your chair, how it looks when we say we've got to support our schools from central office? You bet. You know, I think when you're a fairly large district that you tend to fall into the trap of having a one-size-fits-all mentality, Mm -hmm. Um, but that really serves no one. And, you know, I talk quite a bit on my team about if our schools could purchase services from us or from anyone else, would they continue to purchase services from us? For instance, food service. Do we provide the highest quality food service that that there is so that if the schools did have an option to purchase from anyone else, would they still purchase from us? Sure. I think that that then frames for you in your in your mind that, you know, um, while we may have a monopoly, if you will, on that our charge is to provide the highest level of service possible. So when when you have that as your mantra, then what does that do? Uh, you know, I think that we have 40 schools, and I look at that as having 40 different children. You know, we were blessed to have two boys, and each one of our sons is very different. Sure. Both great young men, but they had different needs, and hopefully we address those needs differently. So we want to be very fair and equitable, but we, we have to do that in ways that may not look equal, if that makes sense. No. So, yes. you know, one of the things that we did this year was um, really looked at school and the, basically took a school health by looking at many, many different metrics, assigned our uh, directors of school supports differently, and I think that's going to pay huge dividends. Um, but, you know, when I think about what Katie has said with her school improvement planning process and back when I was a principal a few years ago and how it has really evolved to be, I think, a much more mature process and one that we can support the individual needs of our schools in very unique ways. Sure. Um, I think that, that that's a phenomenal testament to the work of Dr. Minahan and her team and, and all of the folks. And, and I hope that that's also um, part of our DNA in terms of our continuous improvement process and continuous improvement plan, we do strongly believe that we can be better tomorrow than we were today. But that takes a lot of work, mm-hmm. takes a lot of reflection, and then takes, I think, um, in one, the ability to admit, you know, we we think we may be pretty good, but we have this burning desire to get better. Uh, and that's, I think, a phenomenal trait to have. And I think that's when you see any organization take it to the next level, whether you're a school district, a business, whatever industry you're in, it's always that desire to get better. Right. And that's not the easiest thing to no, do. No, no. The work continues. We're not done. Absolutely. You're never satisfied. Right. Um, we have to keep going. So, well, this is the first of our conversations like this, certainly not the last. We'll continue to talk on uh, different topics throughout this year. So appreciate both of you taking the time here. We've wrapped up the first day of school Get a good night's sleep to all of our students and families, and hopefully we'll have another great day here tomorrow on day two. So thank you, David. Thank you, Katie. Thank you. Thank you.